Well, good morning, everyone. Morning. Lovely to see so many of you. Of course, you know what this means? We need bigger churches. <laughs> Lots to get excited about as uh, we are three churches worshipping together this morning on the second Sunday of Trinity. It is great to have your company for this service of Holy Communion and a very warm welcome for those who are joining us online too. If you want to download a copy of our service order, you can do from our website, which is www.winsandchurches.org.uk. And you can do that and follow along with the responses in bold. But for now, we're going to pause for a moment of relative quiet, gather ourselves as we come into the presence of the Lord, and I'll begin with a prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful summer day. Lord, as we marvel at the beauty of creation, we're reminded of the person who put it there in the first place. That's you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. So we pray that you'd speak to each one of us this morning. We pray, Lord Jesus, through the administration of the Holy Sacraments, we would draw close to you and you to us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So we're in our green books then, folks, and we're beginning with the welcome on page one. The Lord be with you. And also with you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We come to our first hymn, which Jan is going to play on the music player. A reminder, I think we've all got the drill just now. However frustrating it is, that we can't quite sing along yet. I'm sure it won't be that much longer before we can do. Our first hymn, if you want to follow along with the wonderful words, it's number 404, Let All the World in Every Corner Sing. Thank you, Jan.
us that if one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. And I think you all exercised that pretty well then in not singing along to that hymn. But it won't be long before we can do. At the end of the service, our final hymn, we're going to go out and sing that final hymn outside, distanced but without masks. So that's something to look forward to today on this beautiful day. We'll need to take our books with us when we finish later on. But for now, we come to a time between us and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a time of confession where we bring our faults, our failings, the things that we've done and said that we know have fallen short of the expectation that he has for us. But the Lord is both faithful and forgiving when we approach him in penitence and in faith. So both you and I, we can join together in this prayer of confession. <coughs> we pray together. O Lord of life, eternity cannot hold you, nor can our little words catch the magnificence of your kindness. Yet in the space of our small hearts and in silence, you can come close and repair us. O Lord of life, grant us your forgiveness for our careless thoughts, for our faultless deeds, for our empty speech, and the words with which we wound. And now may Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all his service, keeping you in life eternal. Amen. So if you're able to, I want to invite you to stand with me now as we say the celebratory words of the Gloria. We say together, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Please be seated. And the comic, the special prayer set for today. O Lord, you have taught us that all our doings without love are nothing worth. Send your Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of love, the true bond of peace and of all virtue without which whoever lives is counted dead before you. And we ask, Lord, today that you grant this for your only Son, Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We come to the first of our readings from God's Word. Jeanette, if you'd like to bring our first reading. Come up to the microphone, Jeanette, so don't forget mask off too. Thank you. 
The reading is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 to 10 and 14 to 17. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence, and we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our own aim to please him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. For the love of Christ urges us on, because we are convinced that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Verses 26 to 34. He said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed upon the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, but he did not know how. The earth itself produces of itself first the stalk, the head, and then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because he knows the harvest is coming. Jesus also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds. Yet when it grows, it grows up to become the greatest of all shrubs, and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables he spoke to them, as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We'll be picking up that theme of the mustard seed and from what Jeanette read, new life in unexpected places in the reflection in a moment. But for now we come to our second hymn, which is the one on the sheets that you've got when I needed a neighbour.
decided to get out into the garden and plant some little sweet pea seedlings. Tiny little things they were in tiny little pot shoots. You know the ones I mean almost the kind of length of a finger. So she put them out in the, in the pots, built this lovely sort of cane structure, tied it together with twine, and in true Somerset fashion, we had that lashing wind and the rain that we all enjoyed. Thought summer was at last on the way, thought it's going to be like today, but no, it couldn't have been worse in terms of its timing. Kind of indicates the quality of gardening my wife and I are used to. But what started out as absolutely tiny and no bigger than probably about that, and now probably about this height. So it's not too bad, is it? We thought we'd have a little flower on there yesterday, but I don't think sweet peas have yellow flowers, do they? It looked as if it was yellow. This turned out pink this morning, all in the course of 24 hours. The point is this, that great things can come from the smallest of seeds. And it always occurs to me, especially when I see others working in the garden, that a garden is an investment of three things. Gardeners, you'll know this. Time, patience, and careful endeavour. Time, patience, and careful endeavour. And as a Christian minister, I think it's a bit like that with sharing our faith. We hope and pray that the words we have the opportunity to share with others will be meaningful, but we don't know the outcome. But we do trust in the Holy Spirit. In today's reading, we see an example of what happened when two different people heard the same parable, but it spoke to them in different ways. Our reading is from the Gospel of Mark and is part of a short collection of sayings about Jesus, about the kingdom. Jesus once said, those who have ears, let them hear. That's Matthew eleven fifteen meaning that those who are prepared to consider, reflect, and open their hearts to the truth will have the truth revealed to them. Jesus also tailored his words, didn't he, to his audience. To lawyers, he spoke in terms of the law. Pharisees, he engaged in long discourses about what was right and wrong. To those in power, he talked about being the first and the last. And to those with wealth, he spoke about using our talents the Lord's purposes. And so to village communities familiar with sowing and harvesting throughout the seasons of the year, Jesus speaks in agricultural metaphor, which is where we have this illustration of the mustard seed. Before we kind of plough into that, I think there's a, just a short point I want to make about making our conversation relevant to those around us we meet today. Fewer people are involved in agricultural labour. But like talking to a modern-day teenager in terms of Netflix or TikTok, or a slightly more elderly person in terms of Cary Grant films and Vera Lynn, Jesus made sure that he was on people's wavelength. And that's kind of a bit of a gentle nudge to us to make sure that whoever God brings us into contact with, the words we say will be meaningful. Jesus encouraged us in John 17 to be in the world, but not of the world, meaning that we're not to espouse worldly values, but nevertheless walk alongside 
and those around us and bring the love of Christ into the hearts of our community. Now, I've got something to show you just here. Can anybody, anybody guess what I might be putting into my hand? <laughs> those here get to see it first. This is the privilege. online I'll try and show that up. You probably can't see anything there guys, sorry about that. I'm just going to put these in the collection part of the thing for, collection to annoy our warden later on. Like planting a mustard seed, think of something that tiny. Jesus also said that's the amount of, of faith you need. It's that which makes faith, Christian faith, accessible, doesn't it? And clearly that's one of the points Jesus was making. But I think for us the reminder is a small word sown at the right time can grow into a large tree of faith. Let me give you a little example of that. Matthew, Mark, Matthew and Luke all record this parable of the mustard seed, but they have subtly different emphasis, which I'm suggesting to you illustrates how the Lord's words spoke personally but different to them. Now we know scholars tell us that Mark's Gospel, because it was the first written, is the probable source for much of the material in Matthew and Luke. Luke records the aspect of Jesus' teaching about the kingdom like a mustard tree, which, quote, Luke is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when it grows up it becomes the greatest of shrubs putting forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. So for Luke, it's about the tree. Luke was a Gentile physician, so he's not a Jew, and he wrote his gospel to a Gentile convert. To Luke and the recipients of his gospel, and actually there's a sequel he wrote as well, that's the book of Acts, he is emphasising the inclusivity of the kingdom. As birds flying long distance can find rest and shade in a tall tree, so Luke and other Gentile believers, like ourselves, can find ourselves welcomed by Jesus' redeeming love and find ourselves part of God's family. As St. Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, he said, Look, there's now, long, now no longer Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. That's Galatians 3 verse 28. And it's this gospel of inclusivity and acceptance through God's grace that Dr. Luke felt compelled to share with others. And we see reflected in the gospel of Luke. But Jesus knows what he's doing because I would suggest to you also that his words had significance as well for their Jewish hearers. 
Let me read to you something from the Old Testament. This is a prophecy by the prophet Daniel. I looked and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong and its top touched the sky. It was visible from all ends of the earth. Sounds pretty inclusive, doesn't it? Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it, the wild animals found shelter, and birds from all over lived in its branches. From it, every creature was fed. I suggest to you that Jesus is calling up to his Jewish as well as his Gentile hearers the link of his words to prophecy in the Old Testament. He's prompting his Jewish hearers to move out of their comfort zone and to have the ears to hear that he always intended his kingdom for all people. Now in Matthew's Gospel, it's a bit different. The emphasis is on the size of the mustard seed as opposed to the tree. This is what Matthew writes, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field, although it's the smallest of seed, when it grows, it becomes the largest of plants. So why is the emphasis for Matthew on the seed? Perhaps because, look at that seed I've just shown you, the humility and the potential that such a small thing speaks of. It's nondescript and it's hard to believe something brilliant can come from it. It's hard for us to believe those seedlings, those sweet pea seedlings, would grow. Was Matthew reminded through Jesus' words? <coughs> we know he was a wealthy tax collector, kind of collaborator with the Romans. He built his life around accumulated, accumulating wealth. But when he met Jesus, he was reminded that actually he'd probably been misled by his own avarice. But instead of judgment, there is forgiveness and acceptance. And faith grows like that tiny mustard seed from which a good harvest is reaped. Despite the financial wrongs Matthew had committed and the selfish orientation of his life, he finds favor and grace and forgiveness through the love of Jesus. I just want to finish with this. Sometimes the words the Lord gives us and the opportunities he gives are like those seeds of faith. And we don't know the outcome. It's a bit like that reading. You know, the person sows the seed and he doesn't know what's going to happen. A bit like with us trying to grow those sweet peas and not really knowing if anything's going to happen with them. Maybe someone you know needs to hear about the good news of the kingdom. So can I encourage you to pray for an opportunity to share that good news of Christ's love with those around you? Just like a garden with those three things, time, patience, and careful endeavour. Trust the Lord to bring the increase. Like little shoots from the smallest of seeds. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>
We believe in God, God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated as we come to a time of prayer. Once again, as we do from time to time, I'd like you to hold up your left or right hand, just in front of you, and we're going to use each of these digits to pray for folk around us and further away. Let us pray. Lord, as we hold our hands up before you, first of all, we recognise our own need of your help. Lord, you've given us an investment of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we realise that those around us need to hear the good news about the Kingdom. So as we share our faith, as we let your love speak through us in word and in deed, we pray that will be like that seed of faith, the mustard seed that's planted on fertile soil, and by your Holy Spirit you might water it. Give us opportunity, even in the next coming week, to share our faith with those around us in word and deed. Lord, in your mercy. Yeah. And so, Lord, we think of the thumb. It's the closest to us, and so we think of those closest to us, our family, our friends. And Lord, you know that an awful lot goes on in family and friends' lives, and Lord, there may be those who are known to us. We just want to bring before you in a moment of silence, because we know their needs. So in the quietness of our hearts, let's just bring the needs of our family and friends to the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Move on to our next finger, which is our index finger. It's the one that's frequently used to point the way. So, Lord, we lift up to you those who have a role in our spiritual well-being. And especially at this time of Bishop Peter, who's retired. Bishop Ruth, as she takes on the additional responsibility. Our Archdeacon Adrian, Iridian Tom. Lord, give wisdom and humility to those who lead us spiritually. Help all we do in your kingdom to be about serving others. Thinking of how that mustard seed spoke of humility, we pray, Lord Jesus, we will be your servants as well as your ministers. In your mercy, hear our prayer. And our next finger is the tallest, and we think of those who stand tall over us in government, those who lead us. Lord, give wisdom to all in authority. Think of the outcome of the G7 this week and the commitments given to help the poor, to help the planet. 
Lord, as we recognise our global responsibility, we pray that those who've been voted in would have humility of heart and they would be less concerned with their own wealth and more concerned with those who perhaps have so much less than the privilege they've enjoyed. We pray, Lord Jesus, you help them to understand what it's like to be the world's poor. Lord, we've started to have so many vaccines in this country, but we think of so many other countries where vaccines are in short supply. We may pray that you prompt people's hearts, prompt the hearts of world leaders to be generous with their vaccine stores and help their neighbour. Lord, in your mercy. On to our fourth finger. This is our ring finger. And so, Lord, we think of those who are coming up to be married, all the weddings we've got planned in our three churches over the summer. And as these couples prepare to be married, we pray that you might speak to them through their marriage service and their preparation. And that you might help them remember there are three people in every strong marriage because you are the foundation which we build on. Lord, we think of those in marriage with the joys and also its challenges. And Lord, we think of those who may have lost a long-term partner of many years. Also think of those who want to be married, but perhaps for whatever reason, the opportunity has never presented itself. All these situations we bring before you. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Finally, our little finger. It's the smallest, the weakest, but not insignificant. The smallest, but not forgotten. So, Lord, we pray for the sick and the bereaved. Pray you place your hand of healing and gentle accompaniment all among those who are troubled in body and mind. Lord, we do pray for those who've been recently bereaved. Lord God, we ask that you comfort those who mourn and stand by those who bear the pain of loss. Merciful Father, accept those who have us for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. We invite you to stand for a moment. is our peace. He has reconciled us in one body through Jesus Christ's Son to God. And we meet as his people and today share his peace. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Now please don't walk about or you know, shake people's hands. That's still not allowed. There will be a day when we're able to do that. But please just turn around. Don't wander out of your seats and just wish someone else the peace of the Lord.
our service receivers on page four with the liturgy of the sacrament. As we come to the Lord's table, we're going to have our hymn, Be Still and Know That I Am God, which is number 48 in your books. Just listen to this beautiful hymn as we prepare our own hearts. This is our song, Hosanna in the house. 
Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food. He took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body given for you all. He took the cup, gave it, and said, This
unto Christ if we trust. seven we join in the prayer after communion. Father, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace, and opened the gates of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We who the Spirit lies Give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Diana, do you want to give us some church news? Oh. You can come up to the microphone just here. mention something which you, most of you probably know about. We're intending to have a special time in all three churches, a special time of thanksgiving and remembering. The last year or year and a half of the pandemic has been very difficult for many people. We've lost loved ones and many of us have had very, have found it very difficult. So we're going to have, um, I won't call it a service, but a special time uh, in the church of readings, music and uh, contemplation. There we will be, it will be a time of thanksgiving for all the good things um, and the good memories and the good things which we've um, learned. Um, and um, it's going to be followed by refreshments. So everybody is welcome. It's on Sunday the 25th of July uh, in this church and in St. John's Churchill, there's also going to be a special service, not service, time of remembering uh, in St. James, but I can't remember the, the date. At St. James's Centre on the same day at 3pm. Thank you. Same day then at 3pm. So here in Sanford at All Saints, it's going to be 11 o'clock in the morning. And at St. John's in Churchill, it's going to be 3 o'clock. And everybody is welcome. Thank you, Diana. Diana is our new warden for All Saints. Can we give her a round of applause? <laughs> Just 
tonight with the other wardens down and I'm so grateful for you stepping up and uh, uh, being the warden and not leaving me to it, which is uh, fantastic. So Diana is our new warden, but I'd just like to invite Tony, our existing warden, just oh. to uh, come and join me at the front. Now, Tony has recently concluded, I think, your second in innings yeah. as warden, is that right? <laughs> and, and just in true batting fashion, not out, second innings, but not out. Uh, not only has he enjoyed uh, the delights of a vacancy, but just like the other church wardens, they've had to put up with a new vicar, as well as a pandemic. Now, the folk from All Saints just wanted to bring, give you a little something, Tony. Mm. Um, and Lynn. So Lynn, would you like to come down as well? Lynn will hate me for this because she doesn't like coming to the front and doesn't like people embarrassing. Uh, so it might take me six months to get over this, but uh, Lynn and Tony, uh, the, the dear folk of All Saints, have clubbed together and they've just got you a little something. Oh, so Margaret, much. would you like to come down? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a privilege to serve you all, and I hope perhaps in the future I might serve you again, but not for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can cable the hands of Diana anyway, and I think more than give her a very <laughs> put her in the place if she goes into the Something for Tony, I think. Oh, no. Seriously, thank you very much, Sue. Thank you very much again. <laughs> Let's give them one more round of applause. As we were sitting on last hymn, could you go out through that door, please? In true warden fashion. Uh, so please hold on to your. your yeah. uh, leave your service booklets on the sheet, yeah. so that's the green one, but do hold on to your hymn book, because we're all going to shuffle out yeah. this way. That's the way you want us to go, isn't it, Tony and yeah. Diana? Out this way, so exit my stage left, your stage right. And there's a seat out there. If you put your hymn books on that seat, then we can bring them in afterwards, all right? Okay, so let's right go out and sing our final hymn, everyone, which will be a wonderful blessing. <laughs>